Greetings, my name is Rick and welcome to all the audio coverage from a blog to watch for everything that's going on in and around Watches and Wonders, Time to Watches and all the other brands that are just pitching up on hotels in Geneva to speak to us about their watches. We have interviews galore for you, so hopefully you're going to enjoy the one that's just about to pop up and if you do, then subscribe to everything else on the Spending Time channel and search for a blog to watch weekly on your podcaster for all the news and reviews of the watches that you're about to hear about in these interviews. Enjoy. We welcome to the show Nick, and we've spent several minutes going over this as how to pronounce the surname, Bebeck, who is, Nick, what is your official title? Global Heritage Director? Yeah, I'm the Heritage Director at Tagoy. It's a good fun job, puts me in responsibility for the brand's, uh, you know, patrimony, which is weighty sometimes, but uh, it's it's good fun. Good stuff. And how long have you been in that position? Uh, two years now. So you're just about learning where the stationary cupboard is by now? Well, I mean, the good news is is that uh, it's been remote work for most of the time, so it <laughs> makes life a lot easier. But I've been collecting vintage watches for a bit more than 20 years now, so stuff with a big focus on vintage wear. So it's uh, been quite an easy transition, let's say. So does this fit in with being your like close to your dream job? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it encompasses a lot of things that are uh, close to my heart between uh, the connection to motorsport and cars, mm. as well as watches, a discipline that I've loved for for most of my adult life. It's a great combination. Good stuff. And you'll be pleased that your brand is doing particularly well in all things racing at the moment. Yeah, well, we're coming off the back of Max and Jekko placing first and second in Bahrain, which is obviously great news. And uh, the partnership with Porsche is obviously going well. I mean, let's hope for a better performance in Le Mans than they had in Daytona a couple of weeks back. Yep. But yeah, we seem to be backing winners right now, which is great. Good stuff, good stuff. Well, hopefully you've backed a couple of winners here for Watches and Wonders. We've been privileged enough to get a sneak peek of what is coming and it splits into probably you could split it into two maybe split into three sections there is something new on the aqua racer line but the main focus and why we've got you on as the heritage maestro at tag heuer is to do with the carrera because it is a significant anniversary it is the 60th anniversary of the carrera so let's start there because it is probably the thing that people are going to be most interested in at the show. There are two launches. One, if if you like, I would probably say is a kind of modern Carrera celebrating 60th. And the other, I suspect, is more harking back to the original style. And then there's a third, which is harking back to the original size. First of all, as the heritage director, how much did they chat to you about what they were going to be doing for the 60th anniversary? Well, I'm not formally involved in the the product development process, but of course I'm often there to give briefings to the the product managers and the, mm -hmm. the, the juniors and have a close working relationship with our, our VP of product. So I will always give them kind of an initial briefing. For example, the Carrera 60, if it was quite straightforward, that would give them a high level view of the collection since its introduction in 63 and covering the history of the name before that through uh, the Carrera Panamericana, this great road race. Mm. Uh, and then I would have these kind of coffee side chats uh, with the uh, designers and with the development managers and the product managers as the process took place. So no uh, hands-on involvement, let's say, but it's been nice to be updated on the progress as things have moved along. So let's talk first of all about the newer version if you like the one that is carrying on from the existing releases of the Carrera and this is the new gradient orange dial what is there that we should be particularly paying attention to in terms of how this moves Carrera on from where it currently is to today 
I mean, this is really a dial animation of the existing 42 millimeter chronograph form that we have. Um, it will be integrating our, our new movement development as well, the TH20, which uh, supersedes the Hoya 02. But fundamentally, it's it's everything that everyone loves about that case size and that case format for the Carrera, but with this new gradient edge to the dial. And this really does look magnificent. I very much appreciate the gradient orange on it. It's going to be available in two, a black and a blue. You've presumably seen these up close and personal. Do you have a favourite between them? With, with this collection, I must admit that I'm uh, a much greater fan of the 39mm case size, but among these two, I mean, the blue has its moments, certainly. Now, let's get into where the territory that you're probably the most comfortable in, which is the 60th anniversary release itself. And this is particularly significant for what you would term its glass box design. Can you give us a bit of a history then of the Carrera and what it is about this watch that particularly harks back to the original? I mean, it's important to say that the watches that we're releasing at Watch and Wonders aren't directly tied to the anniversary. We launched in January the birthday edition, the anniversary piece mm -hmm. uh, with this Panda configuration that took our much loved 39 millimeter case size with this classic uh, glass box to it. And what we're doing at Watches and Wonders is completely reimagining the Carrera for uh, 2023 for its 60th anniversary. And it will be the core collection. But when you look at the case, it's it's a whole new imagining of, of what the Carrera can mean. So when you look at the model lineage, of course, we have these pre-Carreras from the 1950s that are, are well-loved by many, our kind of first tool chronographs. 1963, we launched the reference 2447. 65, we introduced the date complication to the Carrera with the reference 3147. Uh, 1969, we have the automatic chronograph, the Calibre 11, which launched in the reference 1153. And then throughout the 1970s, we had things like the gold models, the 1158s, uh, that were well-loved. And then 1984, during the middle of the court's crisis and under our ownership of uh, Piaget Group, the Carrera was discontinued and it was reintroduced in 1996 as this kind of first of the vintage reimaginings of the product line. So it was effectively a one-to-one -one clone of the original 36 millimeter case size. And as many will know and love over the past 27 years, I think if my math is correct, the Carrera has seen many, many different iterations and has gone in many, many different directions. And what we've done for 2023 is try to imagine what a continuous iteration on the reference 2447 would look like. Uh, much like Porsche have done with the 911, when you stand an original 901 generation from 1963 next to a, a 2023 992 generation car, you can see the family lineage. And that's exactly what we try to achieve with these 2023 releases. The biggest difference that everyone will notice is the design of the crystal. And what we've done is we pushed the sapphire right to the very edge of the case, uh, which gives this magnifying effect to the dial. And it also enables the uh, the rail where the uh, tachymeter scale is presented to be viewed from every angle. It was one of the pieces of feedback we received from the previous 39 millimeter case was that at certain angles, it was quite difficult to read the uh, one fifth of a second scale. So this case design has been to really correct that, let's say. Um, so it really doubles down on Jack Hoyer's original philosophy of absolute legibility for the Carrera product line. And it's a, a monumental step forward for the, the design of the collection. Yeah, it does look particularly legible from the images that I've seen. This is going to be available initially in two colorways, a solid blue and a panda dial. Is this then going to be a, if you like, a parting of the tree of Carrera? One is going to continue down the modern line with its iterations, such as the gradient orange, and another is going to continue down this line from the 60th anniversary onwards. You have two distinct tracks. 
of steel bezel, if you like, and crystal bezel? We've already had a number of delineations of the Carrera line, such as the models with external bezels that were introduced in 2004 uh, that have continued today, where we see these models with these external ceramic bezels. Uh, this version that we have with the kind of broader polished steel bezel that's still present on the 42mm collection, it will still be a part of the collection, but these reimagined 39mm case sizes and will also the form of this large-scale sapphire crystal will also be on the 42mm tourbillon model that will be also introduced at Watson Wonders will serve alongside these. So they're all complementary forces and it's to give collectors as broad an option as possible. Excellent. Now, as well as this 39mm model celebrating a reimagining of what would have happened had the development just started from 60 years ago, we have a model which is celebrating, if you like, the original size of the Carrera and is also introducing into the range a number of new colours from Tag Heuer. So tell us about the new 36mm Carrera date that returns with some new colors. So freehand models have always been important for us from the beginning of the brand uh, more than 160 years ago. Uh, we had dashboard timers and pocket watches and wristwatches that were freehand models. Of course, we're most famous for the chronograph complication, but it's always been a key part of the product range. And these 36 millimeter models are really doubling down on that format. It's a truly universal size. We know that 36 millimeters is well loved by many. I frequently wear a 36 millimeter reference 2447 Carrera from the 1960s and love it. So we know that it's a popular case size and format, uh, particularly in a market where we know enthusiasts are asking for these, these smaller case formats. And of course, here you can see from the range of colors that it's really designed to appeal to absolutely every taste so we're we're quite excited about these as well have you seen the pink i don't know if you're calling it pink it's maybe been called something much more imaginative <laughs> than pink that does look particularly striking have you actually seen it in person i have yeah 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 i'm a big fan of it so i think uh, that and this kind of pistachio green are the kind of two uh, hot picks from my side so yeah and i think it's very easy to imagine in this this marketplace where Every brand is playing with color now. I think it's easy to imagine that fitting on a whole host of wrist sizes. So quite excited to see that out in the wild. Absolutely. No, there's definitely not enough pink watches in the world. So it's good to see this one joining at the club. Now, two final watches that are going to be new to the show. It's not really the focus this year, but it's a continuation of the particularly successful run that the Aqua Racer has been having. And this is an Aqua Racer Full Gold and the Aqua Racer Golden Edge. Tell us what you know thus far about both of these models. Going into Watson Wonders is definitely important to know that Carrera is the big primary story. But alongside Carrera, we have some exciting news regarding our movement developments. And I think more will be revealed in due course because it's quite a long and complicated topic. But uh, contained within the uh, full gold model is a new caliber that we're launching called uh, TH31. And when we had a big movement innovation such as this, we thought it was a great opportunity to uh, try for a full gold Aqua Racer. We've had full gold dive watches in the past. Uh, many will remember the full gold 2000 series of the 1990s and 2000. And we've had huge amounts of demand from our retailers for full gold watches. So it was uh, really a, a good chance for us to, to play in this space and uh, in hand. Uh, they're very, very handsome and a great uh, celebration of this. The interesting thing that many people don't realize is that, in fact, the Aqua Racer is the collection that has had the longest continuous history at Tag Heuer. It was introduced in 1978 and has been part of the product portfolio since then. 
So it's a great way for us to continue this, this lineage of the collection. And alongside the solid gold model, we also have this uh, this two-tone model with steel case and, and gold bezel. So a great continuation of what has been going on with the Ac Racer Uplift since 2021 with the Professional 300, Professional 200 models and uh, the Solograph, uh, Solar Power Quartz models that we launched uh, last year. Yes, I'm a big fan of the Solograph models. Uh, of the new Aqua Racers, this rose gold one does look particularly exciting. I'm looking forward to seeing it in the flesh. So are you all ready then for Watches and Wonders, Nick? What what, what has a heritage director got to do? Uh, what's, on, what's on his agenda to get done before Watches and Wonders? Uh, I mean, we're still preparing content, um, particularly for the keynote, which I'll, I'll take part in to share some of the Carrera history. I don't know how many interviews are scheduled for the, the week of uh, Watch Some Wonders, but it, it's going to certainly be full on. And yeah. of course, uh, the engagement with the community, you know, every day I'm getting messages on WhatsApp and Instagram and everywhere else of people, you know, asking about what's what's going to be happening. So certainly a busy time and, you know, we're still continuing to plan uh, the rest of the Carrera 60th celebration. So we have exhibitions taking place around the world featuring historic watches. So it's been a, a busy time preparing those for shipment and putting together the storytelling to support with the launches. Great. Well, I'm sure we'll get you back on the show to specifically talk about that once the recovery has been completed from Watches and Wonders. Uh, Nick, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, where can people find you on the internet? probably the easiest place is instagram so i'm just nicholas bebeck probably best to check the show notes for the spelling of my name <laughs> uh, because it's uh, not the easiest to it's certainly not phonetic let's say but yeah i mean instagram is probably where i'm most active so easy for people to track me down there well hopefully folk do track you down and uh, engage in conversation over these new releases i look very much forward to seeing them thank you very much for joining us a pleasure thanks for having me thank you very much for listening to this interview please subscribe to the spending time channel and subscribe to a blog to watch weekly for all our weekly news and reviews content from the gang at a blog to watch thank you for listening goodbye